Rodriguez, CBS News. Have you pooped? Hi, this is Don Thompson, President of First State Community Bank in Potosi, wishing everyone in our community a season full of special memories with your family and friends. May you capture the Christmas magic this year and pass it on. If you're looking for house and land, or just a place to hang a tree stand, doesn't have to be just a dream, call the Whitmire team. Call 636-524-6056. The Family Fun Center in Bonterre is putting the family back into family fun. It's the perfect place for a birthday party, family game night, group outings, or just come hang out and have some great food and lots of fun. Be sure to check out their new go-karts to make your experience even more enjoyable. Whether it's bowling, arcade games, go-karts, bumper boats, bounce houses, or just hanging out, you can count on a great time. The Family Fun Center, open Wednesday through Sunday and located right off Highway 67 on Old Orchard Road in Bonterre. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Well, good morning to you. How are you for this Wednesday, December 20th? Uh, We're five days from Christmas. I was so excited about that last hour and the last day of autumn, which is what it is today that I really didn't talk about anything else going on today, like it's National Go-Caroling Day. You can go walk around and get a group of people together and sing Christmas songs. Yeah, it's kind of fun, especially if you can just dive in with somebody. If you don't know what you're doing when you try to sing with a group, uh, you know, just grab the book, follow along, and move your mouth, but don't sing. You could try that, couldn't you? Uh, I don't know if they'd let you do that. The group, whoever they were, they might say, ah, come on now. Merry Christmas to you, but please. Uh, but it's uh, it's a National Go-Caroling Day. It's National Sangria Day today. Try not to mix those two together too much. It's the anniversary of the film It's a Wonderful Life, the iconic Jimmy Stewart Christmas movie premiered in New York City on this day in 1946. Oh, wait, who's that? Who's that? Oh, Mr. Potter, oh, have you have you seen Mr. Potter anywhere? No, Jim, I haven't. Would you please give me the microphone back? Oh, I don't know. I want it. Oh, all right. I think he's running down the stairs. Oh, I see your grandma. Hey, hi, honey. There he goes with some soup. I don't know about that guy. Anyway, seriously, it is the anniversary of that fantastic film. Uh, giant 2024 numbers arrive in Times Square. The giant new 2024 sign arrives in Times Square today ahead of the big New Year's Eve celebration. Instead of just replacing the seven-foot-tall three with a four, uh, they built a whole new sign. So let the countdown begin. Just 12 days until the new year. So that's kind of a look at uh, today that we got excited about anyway. What we have for you now is one of those, uh, I'm going to try to get to a lot of these today, or several of them anyway. The Francis Chick, uh, what's his name again? Francis Chick, I just wrote it down somewhere. Powers, that's it. Francis Powers. Uh, He talks about the history of Christmas songs, and we have one of those for you. Let's get into that and see what Chick has to talk about now. Francis Chick Powers. With an inside story behind a Christmas song. She was America's first lady of song during the 1960s. That's Miss Brenda Lee. 
Songwriter Mr. Johnny Marks recalls how the song came to be. I wrote it in July. I was up in Vermont lying on a beach. And near me was a couple playing their radio and a rock record was blaring away. And it just dawned on me, the Christmas trees, the rock, rocking around the Christmas tree. So lying there, I got my opening lines, went back to my cabin and finally finished the song. And when I came back to New York, I went up to Decca Records and saw Millard Gabler, who was the head of artists and repertoire who picked the songs and the artists and said to him, you know, I think I've got a great song for Brenda Lee. And he said, everybody's got a great song for Brenda Lee. Well, I said, please listen to the song. So he put it on his machine, listened to it. This is going to be the biggest hit Brenda Lee ever had. He called Nashville and told the producer down there, Owen Bradley, to get Brenda in the studio. I want you to record a song rocking around the Christmas tree. And after I listened to it, I said, you know, Milt, this girl makes this song sound a lot better than the way I wrote it. And I have to thank Brenda Lee. From the Christmas Files of the Musical Sound Review.com, I'm Francis Chick Powers. And that's another look at musical history, history, the Christmas way here at KFMO, and we're going to have news next. Life is a series of moments, big moments, small moments, moments you want to bottle up so they can last forever. At Edward Jones, we want you to make the most of all of them. Whether you're planning for a trip of a lifetime, retirement, or just need some everyday advice along the way, that's why an Edward Jones financial advisor like me works with you to build personalized strategies for today and tomorrow. Life is for living. Let's partner through it all. I'm Edward Jones Financial advisor Paul Meinsen. Call me at 573-756-6711. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Is your insurance company like that cousin who only calls when he needs money? It might be time to see me, Chris Morrison, your good neighbor State Farm agent in Farmington. I'll show you why State Farm has been the number one name in insurance for over 70 years. Personal service, big savings on your auto, home, or life insurance, and fast claim service when you need us. Contact me today and I'll show you how to get to a better state with a better rate. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 20th. It's 7-11 from KFMO, and in this newscast, we'll hear about how tough the holidays can be on someone grieving and what you can do. Also... Missouri State Representative of the 117th District, Mike Henderson, is announcing he's running for election to the state Senate next year. And Mineral Area College Board of Trustees members award the Champion of Excellence Award to an employee for going above and beyond the call of duty. At this month's board meeting, two people received the recognition. The president of the college, Dr. Joe Gilgore, says one of them was Susie Lachance, who helped save a student's life. Susie was a, one of many people that were emailed by a student in the middle of the night. Uh, the student uh, notifying basically everybody in the email that he planned on ending his life. And most people aren't checking emails at 4.35 in the morning when uh, Susie happened to be and, and sprung into action and made sure she notified appropriate people and uh, could have easily just said somebody else will get it because there were a lot more people on that email, but she didn't. And uh, thankfully, 
you know, we, we believe her actions were at least a part of saving that student's life. Gilgore explains the second recipient of the award is volleyball coach Tim Copeland for his 500th win and the team's appearance at the national tournament. As Christmas approaches, not everyone's feeling joyful, especially those who've suffered the loss of a loved one. The executive director of the New Beginnings Grief and Loss Support Group, Kathy Grogan, says the holidays are difficult for anyone who's grieving. It can almost make you know, more alone. And the lights are flashing and, and people are excited. And when your heart's broken, it's, it's hard to get into that spirit. You know, So a lot of people just kind of back off to themselves during the holidays. If you've suffered a loss and feel like you need help getting through the holidays, check out the New Beginnings Grief and Loss Support Group. They meet at Belgrade State Bank. They'll meet this morning. They meet Wednesday mornings from 10 to 1130. Missouri State Representative of the 117th District Mike Henderson is announcing he's running for election to the state Senate in the 2024 November races. Henderson says he decided to run for the District 3 Senate seat because he carries shared values with those he would represent. I know the community, I know the area, and I know what's important to the people. They don't want more government. They want less government in their lives on a daily basis. They want their taxes lowered. They don't want to keep paying higher taxes. They feel like they're under pressure already from inflation. I've lived there for over 40 years. And I think I think the same way they do about how government should function. And I, I'd like to continue to fight for government to function the correct way. Henderson was elected to his first two-year term in the Missouri House of Representatives in 2016, November of that year. The position is currently held by Elaine Gannon, who has decided not to run for re-election. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Wednesday, December 20th. The time is 714. The weather situation we have now in the parkland shows that skies are clear and we have just a couple of clouds here and there. It's 39 degrees. We'll say partly cloudy, actually, I believe. With this 39 degrees, we're looking for Partly sunny skies, really, today, and a high of 57 degrees with southerly winds gusting up to about 20, 22 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, 36, and tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 57. Sports is next with Jared Pettis here at KFMO. Remember to check the website, too. That's KFMO.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side boys basketball on Tuesday as the Central Rebels played host to the Valley Catholic Warriors at a broadcast game from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse, our last stop there until the Christmas tournament a week from Tuesday. Our own Glenn Berry's got the recap of an MAAA large school, small school showdown between the Rebels and Warriors. It was one for the records for the Central Rebels as they faced off in an MAAA conference matchup with Valley Catholic on Tuesday night. Central started quick and finished quicker with a decisive 98-52 win over the Warriors. Caden Casey scored 17 points in the first quarter to push the Rebels out to a commanding lead, a lead that was extended to 28 points by halftime. During that first half, both Casey and Joe Bryant reached milestones in their illustrious careers. Bryant scored his 2,000th point, while Casey hit the 1,000-point mark. The second half was more of the same, with Central pushing the lead to as high as 48 points before settling for a 98-52 win. After the game, Central head coach Brad Gross. It was a good win for us, and I was, I was glad to see uh, Caden and Joe both kind of hit some milestones, you know, 
Caden scoring his 1,000th point and Joe scoring his 2,000th. That's that a really neat deal. Caden Casey finished with 27, while Joe Bryant added 22. And not to be overlooked was a double-double by Zach Boyd, who scored 14 and pulled down 10 rebounds. Valley was led by Tyler Giggs, 19, and Wyatt Fallard's 7. Central improves to 6-1 and one and faces Saxony Lutheran on Thursday in Cape, while Valley drops to 3-3 three and three and travels to Kingston on Thursday night. Once again, Central blows by Valley Catholic 98-50 at the T.J. Fulon Fieldhouse on Tuesday night. For KFMO B104 Sports, I'm Glenn Berry. Again, Kagan Casey and Joe Bryant each had milestone moments in the win. Central head coach Brad Gross on Casey and Bryant reaching those milestone moments on Tuesday. I mean, I don't think you could find many people in Central history who's had the success that these guys have had. You know, two different sports, you know, just all the accolades they've gotten. It's just been really neat watching them over the last four years. Who does Caden Casey attribute his scoring success to? Probably my dad because he's been he's been coming in in the morning, every morning. He's been helping us. He's been working on our shots. Well, Joe Bryant had a similar answer in that Mark Casey is one of the assistant coaches at Central. My coaches, especially my family, um, everybody just around me, the community, but especially my coaches and my family, like Coach Gross, Coach Casey, we come in every morning shoot. So uh, just getting better every day just really uh, contributes to what I show on the court. What does it mean to you to have 2,000 points? Uh, it means the world, you know. Um, it's really great. Uh, with everybody around me supporting me. Um, it just feels even better when I have the community behind me. Again, the Rebels win it 98-52. Other boys basketball action from Tuesday night. The Farmington Knights erase a 17-point deficit to win in double overtime. They beat Jackson 73-71. Kingston topped North County on the road 67-56. The St. Genevieve Dragons fall to Pacific 47-44. And the West County Bulldogs get back in the win column. They beat Donovan 60 44-42. And one girls basketball action, and it needed overtime. The Lesterville Lady Bearcats beat the Potosi Lady Trojans 62-57. Coming up today on the local side, boys basketball Potosi is at Arcadia Valley, and on the girls side, the North County Lady Raiders host Parkway North, while the St. Genevieve Dragons travel to Herculaneum and take on the Lady Black Cats. And on Thursday, girls basketball South Iron is at Farmington. That's our next broadcast, and it's our final broadcast before the Christmas tournament. It starts at 7 o'clock on KFMO with tip-off at 7.30. We'll have live video on the website, kfmosports.com. Again, that's South Iron at Farmington Girls Basketball on Thursday. And that Central Christmas Tournament now under a week away. And in sports on Tuesday... We previewed the girls' side of the bracket. Well, today we start it with the boys' side. We hear from two coaches, the South Iron Panthers. They're the two-seed. They'll play the 15-seed Perryville. South Iron won the Arcadia Valley Tournament and seeded second at the Christmas Tournament in back-to-back years. Head coach Dusty Dinkins, is it good for a team to play well in early season tournaments? I think it's good to get off to a good start, to start your season and kind of see where you're at and then, you know, if you can survive and win some games and then get into some championship moments and, and see how your kids are going to respond to those. And I think that's that's all good and well, but have to understand it's a long season and you're going to have to continue to get better. And just because you may have started well does not mean you're going to be uh, at that level throughout the season unless you have some focused work put in day by day. And lower in the field, the five-seed Potosi Trojans will take on the 12-seed Herculaneum Blackcats. Potosi head coach Jackson Conaway, did they expect the five-seed coming into the seed meeting? We knew that uh, we had a good chance to be in the the, up, the l- upper half of this uh, tournament. Um, I mean, we're fine with the five. We didn't, coming into it, we didn't really have a number picked out that we wanted to be. Um, 
we're uh, it's still early in the year. We're just trying to play our best basket right now and fine-tune some things, so five's fine with us. Well, the Central Christmas Tournament starts next Tuesday, December 26th, with the Octo Header that starts 27 broadcast games in five days. And the biggest mover in the field of the Christmas Tournament, it's Farmington. They moved from the 12 seed last year to the 3 seed this year. And they'll play the 14 seed North County in the opening round. We'll hear from Farmington head coach Garrett Callahan and North County assistant coach Hayden Sprinkle tomorrow in sports as we work our way closer to the Central Christmas Tournament. That starts on Tuesday. And from there to the ice at NHL, the St. Louis Blues began their Florida swig. A two-game road trip in Florida started at Tampa Bay against the Lightning. The Blues Radio Network and Alex Ferrario have the recap. Last night, the Blues kicked off their final road trip before the holiday break. Two games in Florida that started with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And offense started early for Tampa as they scored two minutes and 23 seconds in to take a one nothing lead. And then two more goals in a less than three minutes span to give Tampa a three-goal lead going into the first intermission. Second period would open up eerily similar to the first as Tampa would score within the first three minutes of that second period. Nikita Kucherov's second of the game, and then they'd follow it up with a 5 nothing lead before Jordan Bennington would get pulled midway through the second. No other goals that period, though in the third, a power play goal for Nick Paul made it 6 nothing. but the Blues would get one back on the power play. Back-to-back games with a power play goal as Justin Falk scored his first of the season. The Blues fall, though, 6-1 to to Tampa Bay, back to 500, 15-15-1 on the season, and they'll try and get back above 500 Thursday night against the Florida Panthers. Puck drop at 6, pregame skate at 5.30 on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. Alex, thanks. Blues interim head coach Drew Bannister. What caused the team to get off to the slow start, trailing 3-0 after one period? We weren't able to, to, to get to any kind of forecheck, uh, so we were defending. Um, I think we had... Uh, 10, 10 turnovers, 10, 13 turnovers in, in the D zone, um, 10 turnovers in the offensive zone. Um, when you're doing that, you're going to have to play a lot of D. Defenseman Colton Pareko says this is one the team has to put behind them. It's a tough league. Obviously, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Every given night is a hard night, and um, you can't take nights off, I don't think. So uh, it's it's one of those things where we got to hit the reset. Um, kind of touched on earlier. We got big game Thursday against Florida. They have a good team. and Starts obviously tonight and tomorrow. Go practice, have a good practice, and reroute. The Blues are back at it tomorrow. 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock puck drop at Florida against the Panthers. Coverage on B104.3. The Blues are return home Saturday and play the Chicago Blackhawks. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday. 11 a.m. pregame, high noon kickoff. And NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers play Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl December 29th. And NCAA men's basketball, the St. Louis University Billikens are at NC State tonight after a big winner on Saturday. And the Missouri Tigers take on Illinois at Enterprise Center on Friday. It's the bragging rights game from St. Louis. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kennan at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. 
If you are looking for senior living options for yourself or a loved one, tour Ashbrook and Maplebrook Assisted Living Communities, as well as the new Southbrook Skilled Nursing Facility in Farmington. Each location offers long-term care, respite care, and adult daycare options, where care is in everything they do. For more information, call the Elder Care Advisor at 573-703-3736. Take the first step towards a vibrant and caring community. Schedule your tour today. Well, it is KFMO you're in tune to. We have uh, almost 40 degrees. We're right at the cusp of 40 here this morning with, uh, well, skies that are starting to cloud up a little bit. Looks like partly sunny skies today are ahead, as well as a high of about 57 degrees. It's going to be a little windy. 20-mile-an-hour southerly winds will be blowing through the area. Up next, we're going to feature an interview I was able to get yesterday for us. It's with State Representative Mike Henderson, and it's his announcement of his desire to run for the state Senate seat in District 3, currently held by Elaine Gannon. She's not running for re-election. So uh, the seat's kind of up for grabs then, and uh, Mr. Henderson has decided to run. We'll hear from him next on KFMO. Celebrate the joy of the season with Touch of Glass in Bonterre, wishing you a holiday filled with warmth, love, and sparkling memories. Touch of Glass in Bonterre wishes this season is truly special. Happy holidays from Touch of Glass in Bonterre. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended in the parkland. The definition of recommended is to be worthy of trust, and they don't take that lightly. They treat your vehicle like it's their own. Your neighbors, your family, and your friends are now satisfied customers because you recommended them. When you need collision repair, don't just take it anywhere. Take it to Kevin Ball's Auto Body in Park Hills, the most recommended. Because your car hasn't looked this new since it was new. Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended by far. Hi, it's Jenny from Big Deals with some great news. A new local business has joined Big Deals. Sound the trumpets. And can I get a drum roll, please? It's Nickel Suds Laundry Cleaning Service, where they come to you. They'll pick up your laundry, wash it, dry it, and deliver it to your door within 48 hours. Nickel Suds Laundry Service. Find out more at kfmo.com or b104fm.com. Today on KFMO and B104 with our news department, we're visiting with the uh, state representative for the 117th District, Mike Henderson. And uh, it's great to have you with us, uh, state representative. I understand you have an announcement for us today. Mike, first of all, thank you for having me on. And yes, I do have an announcement. Um, uh, Lane Gannon has, has already declared that she is not going to run for the Senate three seat that she currently holds. And so it is my intention to run for that in 2024. So I will be signing up at the first of the year when the registration opens. But my intention is to run for the Senate seat that represents St. Francis County, Washington, St. Genevieve, Crawford, and a little bit of Jefferson County. Well, my first question to you is uh, what made you decide to run for this Senate position? You know, Mike, I did, I did 31 years in education, 23 in administration, retired, and then I end up running, of course, for the House, and I've finished seven years there now. And I found I really, really enjoy it. I enjoy what I'm doing up there. You feel like you can try to make a difference. And I think that's huge when you're running for that, and it feels very fulfilling to me. I've told you before that it was one of the great, great pleasures of my life to do this, and I found that you can go up there and try to do the right things and, in fact, do the right things and fight for the people, and I've enjoyed that aspect of it. So that's that's really why I want to run for that Senate seat. I'd like to continue doing that and maybe even be able to have a bigger impact. 
Once you take a look at your career in politics, uh, what would you say your best qualifications are for the position of senator? Well, I, I think that one of the biggest ones is, is I know the community, I know the area, and I know what's important to the people. I think the people in that area, they don't want more government. They want less government in their lives on a daily basis. They want their taxes lowered. They don't want to keep paying higher taxes. They feel like they're under, impression, under pressure already from inflation. And I, I have some of those same values, I think. So I think one of the biggest things is I have a shared value for the people that I represent. I've, I've lived there for over 40 years, and I think I think the same way they do about how government should function. And I'd like to continue to fight for government to function the correct way. We're visiting with uh, Mike Henderson, the state representative for the 117th District in Missouri. And we're carrying his announcement now of running for uh, the Senate in District 3 in the state here. So uh, my final question for you is uh, what about goals for the future? I know it's kind of hard to define that with our changing world, but uh, what are maybe some of your goals if elected? A lot of them are hard to define, but I have a few that I would define, and one of them is Missouri needs to continue to have a balanced budget. We don't need to overspend. We need to make sure that the people have good police and fire protection, that they have good schools, that they have good roads and bridges, and that the basic things that they need, good ambulance services, all the things that they really want are there. But we need to continue to try to find ways to tax people less. I think they're getting pushed with the inflation. And so I think budget is a big part of what we, we want to look at in the future. Another thing is getting rid of regulations. I'd like to try to do that because I don't think – I've not talked to one constituent of mine yet who said, I wish I had more government in my life on a daily basis. You know, most people want to go live their life, take care of their family, and don't – they want government to provide the basic services but not be intrusive in their life. And I'd like to try to make sure we do that. Uh, finally, it's uh, your turn to tell us what you like. Is there anything else you'd like to add today? You know, just that, that uh, it has been a great pleasure of mine to serve the 117th District for the last seven years. I'm going to do the best I can to convince people I'm the right person for the Senate three seat. I think I am. I will continue to fight for the values that they have always had in that district. And um, I look forward to getting a chance to get out and talk to people and answer their questions. Well, good luck to you in the campaign, and Merry Christmas to you and your family as well, and thanks for being a news contact all these years with our radio stations, KFMO and B104. Mike, thank you for everything you do, and Merry Christmas to you and your family, too. Now, again, that's Mike Henderson, state representative for the 117th District, making the announcement he's running for the Senate seat in District 3 in Missouri in 2024 here on KFMO. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. In good times and in bad, we're from Missouri families and Missouri communities. We're for giving back to those communities and lifting people up. And when Missouri weather rips through our state, we're for helping put back the pieces. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance. And if you live in Missouri, we're for you. See Mike Sansegra at 1011 St. Jen Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen at 234 State Street in Deloge. Get the laundry pair that you can use to conquer pet hair like a pro with the Maytag Pet Pro system. The built-in Pet Pro filter in the washer visibly removes pet hair on any cycle, while the XL lint trap in the dryer traps and removes additional pet hair. Visit Fisher Furniture in Ironton today to see how the Maytag Pet Pro system works. Fisher Furniture, Highway 21 in Ironton. You'll want to stay tuned because we have the Santa Watch Report. Yes, that's right. 
Our radar is up and working, and you'll hear that next here at AM 1240. So don't touch that dial. This is KFMO. This holiday season, treat your taste buds with Domino's Holiday Bundle. Enjoy two large, one-topping pizzas, a tempting bread side, and a refreshing two-liter soda, all for just $26.99. It's the perfect feast for family and friends. But hurry, this festive deal is only good through December 31st, 2023. Available at your local Domino's in Park Hills, Farmington, Bonterre, Fredericktown, Potosi, and St. Genevieve. Make your celebrations delicious with Domino's. This is Santa Watch 2023. We are right here at the heart of the North Pole where the North Pole elves are adding a dash of excitement with a festive old toy auction. Let's eavesdrop on the action. First up, we've got the Disco Dazzler action figure, the coolest cat in town. Who will start the bidding at 10 gumdrops? 10 gumdrops, we've got 10. Now let's get the groove alive with our next item, the electric boogie board. It lights up, it sparkles, and rumor has it even Santa tried a move or two back in the day. Bidding starts at 15 sugar plums. The auction is heating up. The disco dazzler and electric boogie board are causing quite the stir. Who will be the lucky owner of these blast from the past gym? How about a 10, 10, 15, 10, 15? How about a 10, 10, 10, 15, 15, 15, 20? 15, 20, how about a 10, 10, 15, 15, 20, how about a disc? The electric boogie board. 15 sugar plums, 20 candy canes, do I hear 25 snowflakes going once, going twice, sold with the elf in the jingle bell hat. What an electrifying auction here at the North Pole. We have more festive surprises as we continue our coverage from the Arctic. This is Santa Watch. And remember, our Santa Watch reports are brought to you by... (laughs) Oh, there's something, aren't they? Missouri Farm Bureau, Rebecca McClanahan in Ironton, and Community Manor in Farmington, among our many other fine sponsors. Weather's next, then it's news on KFMO. Weather is brought to you by Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. It's never too early to start crunching those numbers, downloading those forms, and organizing all those receipts you put in your shoebox. Getting frustrated yet? Yeah. Try crunching this number, 573-546-3104. Accountant Stephanie Kitchell with Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Year-round for tax and business consulting, accounting, and bookkeeping, and payroll. Crunch that number one more time. 573-546-3104. A trusted name in the Arcadia Valley area, Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. Mostly sunny sky or high temperatures today will be right around 55 degrees with south winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. Cloud cover will thicken on up tonight and overnight low 35 and then clouds in mid to upper 50s on Thursday. Thursday night scattered rain low 40s. I think Friday we'll see clouds, occasional rain or high on Friday near 55. Saturday, we're back to cloudy skies or high on Saturday into the upper 50s. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Wednesday, December 20th. The time is 734 In our newscast, we're going to hear more about some railway closings. Uh, They're in Perry County, but there are several. You may be traveling through those areas. And the new budget for St. Francis County is in place. We'll talk about the figures. And Missouri state lawmakers have been moving towards some kind of resolution as to how initiative petitions actually work in our state. Missouri Senate reporter Dean Morgan has more on the last session's House Joint Resolution 43. Missouri senators spent part of this year's session 
session discussing House Joint Resolution 43. Senator Sandy Crawford of Buffalo handled this legislation in the upper chamber. At the threshold we ended up at, we really didn't think that piece in the legislation was going to matter one way or the other. We did not think it mattered. In negotiations, we decided that was not a hill we were going to die on. Currently, initiative petitions need signatures from 8% of voters in two-thirds of the state's congressional districts in order to place an amendment to the Missouri Constitution on the ballot. Missouri Senate Minority Floor Leader John Rizzo of Independence adds, as with several measures this year, the finished product looked different than what was originally introduced. real thing that we were looking for was a fair fight. We believe that even though it's probably got some stuff in there that we don't like, it's a more fair fight than what we would have gotten. The second regular session of the 102nd General Assembly will start on Wednesday, January 3rd. Reporting from the state capitol, I'm Dean Morgan. Thanks, Dean. And the new budget for St. Francis County is in place after Tuesday's County Commission meeting. The 2024 budget was approved at the meeting, and Presiding Commissioner Harold Gallagher says the county has over $7 million in reserve, which shows good planning and use of county funds. And we've learned with the economies going as they are, you need a reserve. Now, we operate our county debt-free. We don't have any bad credit or slow payment or anything. We pay promptly, and we, we need that cash to do that. So we are sitting in very good shape financially. The new budget has a projected revenue of over $52 million, with expenses projected to be $45 million. BNSF Railway is closing its railroad crossings on state routes C, E, M, and H in Perry County, Missouri, to perform routine maintenance on the railroad tracks at each of those crossings. They began the work Tuesday, including maintenance at the Route C crossing first, then they moved to the Route E crossing, then Route M, and they'll finish with the Route H crossing. While maintenance is being performed at a railroad crossing, the road will be closed to the public in both directions for up to six hours. Remember, it's weather-dependent as well, and signs are posted to alert you to the closures. You're reminded to slow down, pay attention to those areas, and for more information, contact MoDOT's Customer Service Center toll-free at 888-275-6636. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. And it's Wednesday, December 20th, the time now, 7.37. Be sure to stay tuned for Sports Next with Jared Pettis. And always check the website, too, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side boys basketball on Tuesday as the Central Rebels played host to the Valley Catholic Warriors at a broadcast game from the T.J. Fulon Fieldhouse, our last stop there until the Christmas tournament a week from Tuesday. Our own Glenn Berry's got the recap of an MAAA large school, small school showdown between the Rebels and Warriors. It was one for the records for the Central Rebels as they faced off in an MAAA conference matchup with Valley Catholic on Tuesday night. Central started quick and finished quicker with a decisive 98-52 win over the Warriors. Caden Casey scored 17 points in the first quarter to push the Rebels out to a commanding lead, a lead that was extended to 28 points by halftime. During that first half, both Casey and Joe Bryant reached milestones in their illustrious careers. Bryant scored his 2,000th point, while Casey hit the 1,000-point mark. The second half was more of the same, with Central pushing the lead to as high as 48 points before settling for a 98-52 win. After the game, Central head coach Brad Gross. It was a good win for us, and I was, I was glad to see uh, Caden and Joe both kind of hit some milestones, you know, 
Caden scoring his 1,000th point and Joe scoring his 2,000th. That's that a really neat deal. Caden Casey finished with 27, while Joe Bryant added 22. And not to be overlooked was a double-double by Zach Boyd, who scored 14 and pulled down 10 rebounds. Valley was led by Tyler Giggs, 19, and Wyatt Fallard's 7. Central improves to 6-1 and one and faces Saxony Lutheran on Thursday in Cape, while Valley drops to 3-3 three and three and travels to Kingston on Thursday night. Once again, Central blows by Valley Catholic 98-50 at the T.J. Fulon Fieldhouse on Tuesday night. For KFMO B104 Sports, I'm Glenn Berry. Again, Kagan Casey and Joe Bryant each had milestone moments in the win. Central head coach Brad Gross on Casey and Bryant reaching those milestone moments on Tuesday. I mean, I don't think you can find many people in Central history who's had the success that these guys have had. You know, two different sports, you know, just all the accolades they've gotten. It's just been really neat watching them over the last four years. Who does Caden Casey attribute his scoring success to? Probably my dad because he's been he's been coming in in the morning, every morning. He's been helping us. He's been working on our shots. Well, Joe Bryant had a similar answer in that Mark Casey is one of the assistant coaches at Central. My coaches, especially my family, um, everybody just around me, the community, but especially my coaches and my family, like Coach Gross, Coach Casey, we come in every morning shoot, so uh, just getting better every day just really uh, contributes to what I show on the court. What does it mean to you to have 2,000 points? Uh, it means the world, you know. Um, it's really great. Uh, with everybody around me supporting me. Um, it just feels even better when I have the community behind me. Again, the Rebels win at 98-52. Other boys basketball action from Tuesday night. The Farmington Knights erase a 17-point deficit to win in double overtime. They beat Jackson 73-71. Kingston topped North County on the road 67-56. The St. Genevieve Dragons fall to Pacific 47-44. And the West County Bulldogs get back in the win column. They beat Donovan 60 42 and one girls basketball action and it needed overtime the Lesterville Lady Bearcats beat the Potosi Lady Trojans 62-57 coming up today on the local side boys basketball Potosi is at Arcadia Valley and on the girls side the North County Lady Raiders host Parkway North while the St. Genevieve Dragons travel to Herculaneum and take on the Lady Black Cats and on Thursday girls basketball South Iron is at Farmington that's our next broadcast and it's our final broadcast before the Christmas tournament it starts at 7 o'clock on KFMO with tip-off at 7.30. We'll have live video on the website, kfmosports.com. Again, that's South Iron at Farmington Girls Basketball on Thursday. And that Central Christmas Tournament now under a week away. And in sports on Tuesday, we previewed the girls' side of the bracket. Well, today we start it with the boys' side. We hear from two coaches, the South Iron Panthers. They're the two-seed. They'll play the 15-seed Perryville. South Iron won the Arcadia Valley Tournament and seated second at the Christmas tournament in back-to-back years. Head coach Dusty Dinkins, is it good for a team to play well in early season tournaments? I think it's good to get off to a good start, to start your season and kind of see where you're at. And then, you know, if you can survive and win some games and then get into some championship moments and, and see how your kids are going to respond to those. And I think that's that's all good and well. But have to understand it's a long season and you're going to have to continue to get better. And just because you may have started well does not mean you're going to be uh, at that level throughout the season unless you have some focused work put in day by day. And lower in the field, the five-seed Potosi Trojans will take on the 12-seed Herculaneum Black Cats. Potosi head coach Jackson Conaway, did they expect the five-seed coming into the seed meeting? We knew that uh, we had a good chance to be in the the, up, the l- upper half of this uh, tournament. Um, I mean, we're fine with the five. We didn't, coming into it, we didn't really have a number picked out that we wanted to be. Um, 
we're uh, it's still early in the year. We're just trying to play our best basket right now and fine-tune some things, so five's fine with us. The Central Christmas Tournament starts next Tuesday, December 26th, with the Octo Header that starts 27 broadcast games in five days. And the biggest mover in the field of the Christmas Tournament, it's Farmington. They moved from the 12th seed last year to the 3 seed this year. And they'll play the 14th seed North County in the opening round. We'll hear from Farmington head coach Garrett Callahan and North County assistant coach Hayden Sprinkle tomorrow in sports as we work our way closer to the Central Christmas Tournament. That starts on Tuesday. And from there to the ice at NHL, the St. Louis Blues began their Florida swig. A two-game road trip in Florida started at Tampa Bay against the Lightning. The Blues Radio Network and Alex Ferrario have the recap. Last night, the Blues kicked off their final road trip before the holiday break. Two games in Florida that started with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And offense started early for Tampa as they scored two minutes and 23 seconds in to take a one nothing lead. And then two more goals in a less than three minutes span to give Tampa a three-goal lead going into the first intermission. Second period would open up eerily similar to the first as Tampa would score within the first three minutes of that second period. Nikita Kucherov's second of the game, and then they'd follow it up with a 5 nothing lead before Jordan Bennington would get pulled midway through the second. No other goals that period, though in the third, a power play goal for Nick Paul made it 6 nothing. but the Blues would get one back on the power play. Back-to-back games with a power play goal as Justin Falk scored his first of the season. The Blues fall, though, 6-1 to to Tampa Bay, back to 500, 15-15-1 on the season, and they'll try and get back above 500 Thursday night against the Florida Panthers. Puck drop at 6, pregame skate at 5.30 on the St. Louis Blues Radio Network. Alex, thanks. Blues interim head coach Drew Bannister. What caused the team to get off to the slow start, trailing 3-0 after one period? We weren't able to, to, to get to any kind of forecheck, uh, so we were defending. Um, I think we had... Uh, 10, 10 turnovers, 10, 13 turnovers in, in the D zone, um, 10 turnovers in the offensive zone. Um, when you're doing that, you're going to have to play a lot of D. Defenseman Colton Pareko says this is one the team has to put behind them. It's a tough league. Obviously, there's a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Every given night is a hard night, and um, you can't take nights off, I don't think. So uh, it's it's one of those things where we got to hit the reset. Um, kind of touched on earlier. We got big game Thursday against Florida. They have a good team. and Starts obviously tonight and tomorrow. Go practice, have a good practice, and re- the Blues are back at it tomorrow. Five thirty pregame, six o'clock puck drop at Florida against the Panthers. Coverage on B one hundred four point three. The Blues are return home Saturday and play the Chicago Blackhawks. NFL: The Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday, eleven a.m. pregame, high noon kickoff. And NCAA football: The Missouri Tigers play Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, December 29th. And NCAA men's basketball: The St. Louis University. Billikens are at NC State tonight after a big winner on Saturday. And the Missouri Tigers take on Illinois at Enterprise Center on Friday. It's the bragging rights game from St. Louis. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 5th Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. It's time now for your B104.3 and KFMO Career Connection. Heard twice daily to provide you with career opportunities. 
Proper Produce is hiring for multiple positions throughout the facility. It's a fast-paced work environment where forklift and pallet jack experience is preferred but not required. Must be able to lift 50 pounds. Apply via Indeed or in person at 920 5th Street in Park Hills. If you are a business seeking employees and wish to be on during the Career Connection, contact our business office at 431-6350. For more information on Career Connection postings, go to kfmo.com or b104fm.com. It is uh, mornings flying by. It's like 748 already here at KFMO. We've had so many great things going on, and we have Your Money Now, that special financial program, real quick, and then we'll get into this month's Bonterre Chamber of Commerce report with the Executive Director, Matt Crabtree, who's in studio. I think he's in the green room with the M&Ms right now. (laughs) I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Volkswagen has reached a deal with employees that will save them nearly $11 million next year. The German carmaker says they will cut administrative costs by 20%. With this move, the brand aims to reach a 6.5% profitability target by 2026. Volkswagen said it isn't targeting a specific number of job reductions, but rather the number necessary to reach the 20% savings target. Staff reductions will start in January. U.S. Bank, the net... The nation's fifth largest bank has been fined nearly $36 million by federal regulators for violating consumer protection laws. The Consumer of Financial Protection Bureau imposed a penalty of $21 million for cutting off access to the prepaid debit cards used to distribute unemployment insurance benefits through the COVID-19 pandemic. As part of the settlement, the bank denied any wrongdoing. And on Wall Street, futures are slightly lower. The Dow Industrials gained 251. That's your money now. Shop local, buy local, save It's not every day you can save money. Oh, wait, you can. Hi, Jenny here from Big Deals. When you shop Big Deals, you'll save money every day on dozens of gift certificates from local businesses like these. Colton Steakhouse, Pawfection Pet Grooming, Charlie's Mowing Service, and Snow Removal, and the Oasis Christian Bookstore and Gifts. They're all part of our Big Deals. This is the start from KFMO AM 1240. Thank you so much for being with us today. This holiday season is just flying right by. And to help us uh, with more information and more fun, we have the executive director of the uh, Bonterre Chamber of Commerce. It's time for their monthly report. It's Matt Crabtree in studio with us. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you this morning? Good, good. It's good to see you. You I'm, as well. I was glad to hear uh, I'm coming in the studio. So yeah. I cleaned the place up a little bit. Try to make it look nice. There you go. It looks great. <laughs> great to have you in here this morning. Uh, you know, you took over uh, the directorship of the Bonterre Chamber, uh, what was it, mid-year or it something? It was July 26th. July 26th. Yeah. So uh, I'm jumping ahead in the interview a little bit. I was just, uh, I thought that was pretty neat that you brought that up when we were talking about what we were going to talk about. How's it been going for you? It's been going good. A lot of things happening, uh, making some changes here and there, and getting a lot of support from the community. That's really great. Uh, stepping into something like that, I, you know, my mind always, I guess it's like everybody else's, when you hear about a, a good job or maybe uh, you go to a vacation in some part of the country you've never been before, you always get excited about it. And you think, boy, what if I did this? Or what if, you know, so I, I've heard about chamber openings in the past and it's occurred to me, you know, that's a really neat job. You know, you get out in the community, you meet a lot of people, you actually help people 
further their businesses and things like that. Um, so it must be an exciting position for you. It is. And I came from a background when I was in California of being on the other side. I was an ambassador for a couple of years and then a director for three years. And so coming into this side of it was a little different, but it's exciting. I love it. What part of California were you at? I, I was in Murrieta, uh, which is Temecula area, just mm-hmm. north of San Diego. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, I worked for Ligori Publications at one time, a Catholic publishing house. Uh, oh, okay. With a redemptorist priest and covered the state of California by telephone, if you could believe that. Wow, that's uh, a big state. Yeah, we, we wound up cutting down the workforce there, and we had like three or four of us covering the whole United States by telephone at wow. one point. And talk about phone calls. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Let's, uh, you were going to give us an update on Chamber Happenings. Yeah, so a couple of exciting things. Uh, uh, one kind of sad thing is, is with all boards and everything, we, we see a little bit of changeover. So we have three of our retiring directors right now, Bill Cotton, Karen Murphy, and Amy Proffer. They've done a fantastic job. Uh, being with the chamber, seeing through a lot of changes, hanging through some tough times, and their leadership is definitely going to be missed. And I want to thank them especially for that. But then on the flip side, we've got a, some new directors coming in. Uh, Shan Herwig from the Munganast uh, car dealership, Holly Ledbetter from Parkland uh, BJC, and Josh Black from the Iron Knot. So I'm really excited to have them uh, come aboard and see what they'll do to help us grow. You know, um, Holly is regularly on the program here for Parkland. She is, yeah. And uh, we've had Amy on before. I don't think I've met the other gentleman you mentioned. I Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I hear all kinds of, I, I hear about him all the time. Yes. Because I work with Audrey Kane, and she's on the board, too. So we're always talking about Bonterre Chamber stuff. But, uh, yeah, that, it's really tough to see some people go when they mm-hmm. have that much experience. But great to have this excitement with the new folks. Yeah, I can't wait to get them on, and, and like I said, they're, they're going to be a tremendous uh, resource for us. Mm-hmm. Excellent, and and that's the kind of thing, when you're on the chamber board, how does that work? Do you, you like, uh, after so much time, you just move up in positions? or? Yeah, so we have three officers. We have president, vice president, and treasurer. Um, the board members serve for a two-year term, and then they can be reelected to the position. And so we've had, like, Bill Cotton's been on, I think, about 12 or 13 years. He's been on a while. Amy Proffer's been on a long time. So uh, they're, like I said, they've done so much work and so much help. And now it's time for them to right. to make sure they spread that wealth elsewhere. What about ambassadors? You have uh, several of those, I think, too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. We just started that program up a couple of months ago. And it's been very exciting. We're getting a lot of visibility in the community. And right now I've got 10 ambassadors uh, that are helping out with the uh, functions of the chamber. And if anybody's interested in, in continuing to be involved and help out, that's a great place to start. Meet a lot of people, go to events, and uh, become more hands-on in the community. Yeah, and you can get your feet wet, so to speak. Absolutely. And uh, find out more about how you can advance and, and even be a greater help to the community, too. Um, I think, is the awards gala coming up, or is that in February? Or It is, and that's uh, the kind of the next big exciting event that we have. Uh, it's going to be on February 23rd. A lot of details are still being put together by the awards committee, uh, but we're going to have several uh, business categories and some special awards. This year, we're going to do something a little bit different, too. I'm actually putting out nominations. Uh, They'll go out January 10th, 
and you'll have until February 9th to nominate a business or individual for the various uh, categories. Then we're going to announce the winners at the gala. Well, that'll be interesting. That's nice to have uh, a chance to, to vote. Exactly. Or nominate, I should say. Nominate, get the people in, then we're going to have a specific award committee uh, that will look at the criteria, read what everybody's written, and then select the winners out of that. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. Um, so the awards gala uh, coming up, and uh, I guess uh, I, I did want to ask you, I know I jumped around the interview a little bit, we talked about you know taking over the directorship, uh, but I also wanted to ask you about... Uh, uh, any accomplishments that might stick out for you from last year and maybe what's ahead in the new year? Yeah, well, last year, uh, of course, me coming in halfway uh, through the year, you know, we, we went through a little bit of a, a rough patch, if you will, and the directors really stepped in and took care of things. Uh, but we've started to move in a, in a more, um, I would say, progressive uh, side of things you know we're starting to get a lot more online attention social media other things like that I've been putting out a challenge every week on social media to visit a local business and that's really uh, picked up had some success and looking forward to this coming year of course with some new directors coming on we're going to see a few things start to fly so that we could be more productive and connect more businesses help them be successful by paring down some of the, I guess, trudgery uh, that we go through, you know, making things uh, easier to handle for everyone. Oh, that sounds great. You know, one of the things I really liked, um, you were direct, I don't remember what month it happened. It was still warm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's going to get warm this week, you know, but it, it was more like a summer day. We went to the prison. Yes. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, doing the 20th anniversary ribbon cutting and celebration at the prison. And can you believe it's been 20 years yeah. since that's been here? I, uh, you know, yeah. it's, as a news person, I remember writing about it and hearing about it before it was put in. And, and writing about it as it was built and things like that. So that was kind of a full circle event for me. But I was just glad to get the contact. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I feel like the chamber was part of helping me get that contact. There was a time I would call the Bonterre prison for news information, and all I got was click. Sure, sure. You know, that, that was just the way it was. Uh, but, wow, with uh, the new uh, warden, what's his name? I've forgotten already. Uh, Mr. Adams. M- Mr. Adams, and then uh, Heather Kofer uh, right. is a deputy warden there, and I talk with her quite quite frequently and she's going to be getting more involved with the chamber as well Mm -hmm. right but that was a great event i thought to to illustrate to the community what the correctional center does and uh, how things are run there yes and and what a great asset that is to the community and we've even got a monthly show we're not going to start until after the first of the year but uh warden adams is going to get with me and we're going to have a monthly report oh that's terrific from the correctional center that's terrific so uh we're about out of time matt but uh, is there anything you'd like to add this morning well uh like i said i I want to wish our members uh ambassadors directors their families and especially all the community a very merry christmas be safe because we want to see you back around next year that's right and i get to say the famous thing this time of year i always say See you next year. See you next year. That's always always there. Um, well, Merry Christmas, Matt. Thanks for coming in this morning. We Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, sir.
Matt Crabtree, he's the executive director of the Bontair Chamber of Commerce with their monthly report here as we head into the holidays at KFMO. It's 8 o'clock and CBS News is next. AM 1240 KFMO, the Parklands Freedom.